here we go. The 2020 season is right around the corner. Four more sleeps until round one. And it's shaping up as a really big season. I cannot wait. The first thing I'd like to do is congratulate AFLQ with getting a season up and about. I know they would have had sleepless nights, you know, like trying to scramble to um, get this all happening and, and make a season happen, not just in our community, but all across Queensland. And we need to thank the people of Queensland for basically doing the right thing during the pandemic, um, buying our time a little bit. Um, we've all been through tough situations, but let's just hope that football can bring us all together and especially with one thing that we all have in common and one thing that we'll love. So the, tonight I am going to have a captain's call. I will go out to South Burnett, uh, South Toowoomba and Gunda Windy tonight. And on Thursday night, we'll talk to the Coolaroo captain and we'll, go, we'll head out to Tigerland and we'll also talk to the boys out at Warwick. Being that it is the captain's call, I must say that, in my opinion, being the captain of a football club is a massive honour. It's a, it takes a lot of commitment and usually um, that's what the captain needs to do. He needs to commit himself to a season, 100% basically. Um, I've never actually been a captain. Um, I'd like to think that I would be a leader though, but I've always looked to my captain um, for inspiration. My definition of a captain would be someone, as I said, who is committed. He's always around the football club. He'll, uh, he'll put the football club first. You know what, um, even just that little speech before the first bounce is um, can get you up and about. Also, you'll always sort of look to your captain um, to be the guy that would, you know, drag you across the line when you really need it the most. So, in saying that, um, I have had a chance to talk to the captains, and what not better way to build up the season, um, a season that we've been waiting for for a long time. So, first up, We'll head out to South Burnett. Welcome back to Footy on the Downs. This is the first episode of the Captain's Call, I'm going to call it. And first up, we have the South Burnett Saints in Brad Presnell and Daniel Clasey. How's it going, Brad? Yeah, good. And Daniel? Yeah, great. That's good. So you boys are out at Kingaroy, known as the South Burnett Saints. Um, we've had a bit of a shutdown since the, what, March, I guess. Um, Football was meant to start at the start of April. We've had a bit of a layoff. How's it been out in your region? I know Kingaroy's a bit further out, so a bit more rural, but like compared to, say, Toowoomba or... Brad, how have you found it out at uh, Kingaroy with the pandemic? Uh, I found it pretty much business as usual. Just it's a lot more quiet when you drive around town for morning work and shit like that. Yep. Daniel, yourself? Yeah, um, it, it shut down for a little bit. A few people went a little crazy, but... Um... Yeah, no, it's, it's really good to see some sort of normality take place. So. Yeah, that's right. Right, first things first, I want to congratulate you both on... Um, are you both captains or vice-captains? Who's the captain? Brad, you're the captain? Yeah, I'm the captain, and then we have Clacey and Matthew Petroni as um, vice-captains of the year. Okay, so congratulations on that. Um, it's, look, let's be honest, it's, it's such an honour to be a captain of a football club. Uh, how have you found the challenge leading up to round one, Brad? Uh, it's been different. Uh, normally, I'm just the guy that's just sitting at the back, just relaxed. And then I'm having to actually pay more attention at training, focused a lot more, 
and it's a bit of a different atmosphere okay. for me anyway. Yeah, right. Uh, Daniel, have you done it before? Have you been coming? No, no. This, this is the first time I've um, been in this role. So, it's, um, yeah, like you said, it's a real honour to be selected by your peers because that's how we did it this year. Okay. And, um, yeah, no, it's, like Brad said, it's a different atmosphere, but I feel like it's brought um, a, new, a new energy. I don't know. I, I feel really good about it. Yeah, good. Uh, so, like you say, the peers selected, was that just a vote, like one, two, three, and sort of the coach yeah. went from there? Yeah. Yeah, basically, um, yeah. All the boys got to pick. Yeah, nice. Um, I will add um, the Saints have got a new coach this year, and Andrew Foley, is that correct? Has he stuck around? He has, yeah, still that's right. Yeah, cool. How have you found him, Daniel? Like, uh, he's well known in the competition and he's, um, he's a really good fellow from all reports. I don't think I've actually met him personally, but from everybody I've spoke to, he's a really good guy and a really good sort of uh, leader of a football club. So how have you found him? Yeah, really good. He um, actually played, coached and presented, presidented um, the old King Row Bulldogs all the way back in the day. So um it's been 20-something years since he coached a team at Lyle Vidler. So it's not brand new to him. Um, but, yeah, he's bringing some, some, a wealth of knowledge along, along the way. So. Okay. Uh, Brad, my understanding is that uh, he will – because he's not in Kingaroy, is that right? Yeah, he lives in Toowoomba. Yeah, so he's going to coach, like, basically game day. And um, is it up to, what, you leaders to take training? Is that right? Uh, so he'll be there for game days. We've got an assistant coach who – when work's permitting, he'll come down and coach. If not, it's between me, Clacey, and a couple of the other guys. Okay. Well, that's good. And Andrew, Andrew has been attending trainings sort of fortnightly, like one or two here and there. Um, and I think he's going to keep up that throughout the season. Yeah, brilliant. That, that's good. Uh, how have the numbers been in, like, leading up to round one? Since, like, I guess we've only been back for about, what, two or three weeks now. So since we've been allowed to train, how have the numbers been since then, Daniel? Um, really good. So we've uh, surprised me, actually. Like, I, I didn't think we were going to have issues with that 20-person per um, section on the field. Um, but we've gotten really close every night. And last night, we actually had our 20. So we've been ranging between 16 and 20 every day. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, not sure if you've got to have a listen. I did interview your best and fairest from last year and Jared Hill. Um, is he still down, going to stay down at Maroochydore or is he coming back to the, um, the Saints? Brad? Uh, from what I've heard, he's staying at the coast for the year. Yeah, so that, that, that's a huge loss. I mean, you're probably not the only club in the competition um, that has lost their best and fairest from last year, I guess. So... I suppose it's a bit of an opportunity for someone else to stand up and obviously take a best and fairest sort of role, but like, um, you know, sort of step into the midfield. Cause as we know, like um, Hilly was a gun midfielder. So, but he is a huge loss. So first of all, how do you deal with a huge loss like that? And then um, any fellas that are stepping up into his role, Daniel? Yeah, we've been pretty lucky. Um, like, cause we are rural, like you said before, um, we attract teachers um, you know, like hospital staff and all that sort of thing. So we actually scored um, a journalist um, who's quite handy and another fellow from down um, Newcastle way. So we've actually been pretty, pretty lucky this year. We scored probably two or three new blokes that are, that are very handy. So um, that uh, best and fair spot is um, up for grabs and it'll be, I'm going to put some money on it. I reckon I got, I know who's going to get it, but um, yeah, it will be interesting to see how the shorter season plays out with the best and fairest votes too. 
Yeah, I know. You could probably win a best and fairest count, you know, like on a 3 2 1. You probably win it with 12 votes this year. So, <laughs> just like the Brownlow in the AFL, it's going to be weird looking back in, you know, say 20, 30 years from now. Um, how has it been with, like, because you've got really good club rooms. So, um, it must be really good and sort of uplifting knowing that the clubhouse there at King Roy will be allowed to go ahead on game days. So originally we thought that we weren't going to be allowed to have canines and bars and whatnot. So I know I do rate King of Roy's clubhouse. I love going there, having a beer there after the game. It's absolutely brilliant. If you get a chance, guys, it's the cricket club, isn't it? Who run that? It is, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's, you know, it's football season. So get there and have a beer. It's absolutely brilliant out there. So if you get a chance and you're out there, support the club and have a beer. So that must be really good, Brad, to have the bar up and running. Yeah, it's good to relax after training every now and then, have beer and just hang out. Yeah, definitely. So, Daniel, um, where are you playing this year? What position? Um, if the coach get his way, uh, I'm in the back line. Okay, you don't want that? Or... <laughs> I don't mind it. I think, I think I'm better at it than I want to be. So, you know, you go, go where you're good, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Brad, you in the ruck or what are you doing? Yeah, I'm back in the ruck this year. Ooh. Uh, you had a good ruckman last year Bald headed fellow I can't remember his name Noe Yeah is he not there this year No he's still there Okay Doesn't want the ruck position No he's been put in a different position this year Ooh. Interesting interesting So as I said um, well, I'm not sure if I said it But the fixture has come out As of about an hour ago As we were recording tonight And yous have Dolby at home round one How's that Daniel Dolby back in the competition So it's good. Um, I have missed playing against Dolby. They've always been a, a really good team to play against, you know, country versus country. Um, really happy to see them get, get boys back on the paddock. And, yeah, super stoked to have them as their um, first game back into the 2020 season. Yeah, no, they'll be really looking forward to it. Uh, Brad, I will say that, and you're probably aware, that Dolby have three games a bye, three games a bye, and then two games. So we've got 10 rounds. We play four at home, four away. Um, have you seen the fixture and do you like it? I had a quick look at it before and it actually looks pretty good. It'll be interesting this year. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I did notice that you've got Dolby Tigers South by and then I think the, probably the toughest run in the competition, you've got Gundy Roos or Coolaroo and Warwick all three in a row. How's that, Daniel? Um. Look, we were open for a challenge. Like, you know, three months ago, we weren't playing football. So um, yeah, it's, 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 it's no surprise that, you know, those top teams are always um, good, I guess. But not having pre-season and all that sort of thing, it does a lot, as you can see in the AFL itself. You know, yeah. the, the bottom-tier bottom teams are beating some of the top-tier teams from 2019. So, you know, anything's possible if you, you put your mind to it. Yeah, that's right. Um... Yeah, you just never know on the day. And as you know, in our competition, some weeks we struggle for numbers. Some weeks we've got really good numbers. So you could come up against a Gundy out there or a Warwick at home. And, you know, yeah, they might have been a good team last year. They might not have the numbers this year. So, you know, it's going to be a short, fast season, Brad. I will ask you this. Um, who's your tip for the premiership? In the Apart from, obviously, the mighty Sainers, but... If you had to just go out and put five bucks on a team right now, who would you go with? I'd have to go for Gundy repeating again this year. Big call, big call. <laughs> um, yeah, you'd be a silly betting man if you um, if you didn't bet on Gundy, I'd say. So they do look pretty strong. They're always up and about. So 
Um, yes, uh, I will add that um, Saints, we just finished last year, just outside the finals. So with this year, we do have uh, top six are going to play finals. Was that a bit of a surprise, Daniel, when you heard that? How do you feel about that? Um, I like it's different. It's very different. Um, you know, it gives gives someone else an opportunity to play. I guess um, it did suck last year, missing out by only a few percentage, just because the way the ball fell on the day. I guess. Um, yeah. So you know, I, it's, I'm open to it. I'm open to anything. Yeah, footy is footy, and I'm glad we're playing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So like I said, it's it's top top like the seven teams top six they'll play finals. The top two have a week off. So I think, you know, like third versus six and et cetera. But um, Brad, I have to ask you, is there any young guns that are out at the Saints at the moment that, um, that you can tell us about and how they've been travelling? Yeah, there's a couple of them that are there now. That A couple of them come back that took a year or two off. Uh, so far at training, they're looking pretty good. Skills yeah. came back pretty quick for those guys and they're always pretty fit. Yeah, good. Uh, names? Give them a shout out. Uh, Jimmy Packer, Sean Picalis. We have Ben Preston, my younger brother, who's back. Uh, Will Packer, Kyle Snow's back again. Just yeah, right. you. Yeah, okay. Uh, Daniel, did you play against Coolaroo out there last year? Yes. Okay. Do you remember me getting knocked out by like a 15-year-old or 16-year-old kid? Who's that kid? I will say he's got balls, that kid. So, um, I, think that, I think that was a little snowing. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, it was funny to find out later on he was only about 16 years old. Yeah, and yeah just, just to, you know, the balls it takes to do something like that to a senior player like myself, like I'm mid-30s now. So, you know, I've been playing footy for 30-odd years. And, yeah, you know, well, on, at the time I wasn't happy about it. But on yeah. reflection, you know what, you know, it takes a lot of courage to do something like that and stand up for your club. So, yeah. you know, to have players like that around the club, you must be pretty psyched. You know, just that passion and, and the will to you know, just want to win and, you know, and be physical. So, Daniel, how do you find that, mate? Like, you, you just must love that. Yeah, definitely. It's, um, it's, it doesn't come natural to me. So, it's, um, it's, it's good to watch someone, you know, because they don't do it out of malice. It's, it's, it's just pure passion for the sport. So, it's, yeah, um, yeah it's, it's, it's like, uh, sometimes I'm in awe of, the, of just watching it unfold. Yeah, cool. Uh, Brad, um, major sponsors for King of Royal, South Burnett Saints this year. Give them a shout out. Uh, we have the Carolee coming back again this year. Uh, can't remember a couple of the others right now, but there is a few that are still in the works. I'll shout yeah. out if you want. Yeah, go for it. Um, the Carolee Hotel is a major sponsor for the season. They've jumped back on board. Um, the ladies have McDonald's, Kingaroy. They've jumped on. Also, uh, Font and Emmett Real Estates for the ladies. Um, probably our, our uh, most influential and new sponsor this year is um, Heath Kosolke, painters. He's actually jumped on board and paid for the lights and training fees for the season. So that's, that's helped us out a lot. Um, and the men also have uh, Electric Solution uh, jumping on board for um, a second year. Yeah, okay. Um, juniors, you got any juniors this year or any programs out there, Auskick, for the kids? Auskick uh, is coming back. We're starting it up. I think it's about 10 days from now. Yeah, okay. That's good. Uh, that is really good. I'm, I'm really pleased to hear that. Uh, Daniel, um, have you got the women's team this year? Yeah. We do, yes. Yeah. We, um, ladies are looking really strong. I'm very, very 
very confident with them this year. Um, they've been beating the men in numbers every week. Um, they're getting new faces, some really good talent. They've been working really hard. Um, Sandy Banks um, has taken them on as the coach this year, and she's just working wonders with them. So it's really good to see. Yeah, cool. All right, Brad, before we go, um, anything you want to say to the South Burnett Saints faithful? Uh, just to get around this first game for this year, it's going to be the first big milestone for the club with Clacey here playing his 100th. Ooh. And then we've got a couple more 50s spread out throughout the year. Yeah, okay. Daniel? Um, yeah, come on down. Round one's, what, a few days away. It's going to be a, it's going to be a good, good game. Uh, 2015, we versed Dolby in the Division Two Grand Final, and it was a sensational game back then, so I'm hoping for a repeat. Yeah, absolutely. Well, fellas, um, on behalf of myself and the competition, I guess, uh, you know, nothing but good luck for the rest of the year and what it brings. And um, I will see you at Rockville in about round seven or so, round six um, against Coolaroo. And we'll catch up and hopefully have a beer after the game. And, and yeah, good luck for the rest of the year. Daniel and Brad, thanks for coming on Footy yeah. on the Downs. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Gee, I can't thank Daniel and Brad enough out there at Kingaroy. Uh, looking forward to catching up with them throughout the year. It's going to be a really big season for them. You can just sort of tell that they're, you know, look, they're up and about, that they're ready to go, they're excited, football's back, they've got a new coach. You know, new season brings new hope. Righto, next up, we'll, uh, we'll head up to Heritage Oval, where I actually got a chance to, to talk to the South captain, well, co-captain, one-on-one and um, what a great chat it was so enjoy this one guys righto guys down here at heritage oval and today i'm lucky enough to catch up with the new captain well co-captain of the south toowoomba bombers in jono lighting how's it going mate good mate how are you yeah not too bad um so it's been announced that you're the new captain along with tell us his name nolsey so me and uh bradley Noel the co-captains this year righto how'd that come about um, to be fair, it's, it was a pretty long discussion that we had with the coaches um, and we think it's the best thing for the team just because we're so extremely different, Nelsie and, and myself, but we both bring different things, so um, we're looking forward to that. As a bit of a team up, it's going to be good. Yeah, okay. I did see the post on Facebook that Nathan's just put up, your coach of this year, you know, congratulating you guys, and that was a really good post. I did like that. But how did he announce it to you? Was it at training? Was it at a function? How did that come about? Um, well, he, he had some lead-up discussions with us. We knew we were in the picture anyway. We knew, like, we obviously, it's a, it's a privilege, so we were happy to put our hands up for it. Um, and then the way he announced it was um, at training. He just said, okay, this is, this is what we're doing. This is who they are. And because um, of the new boys as well, they needed, a, I guess, a leader to come to if they've got any questions. So we, we announced it pretty early. Yeah, cool. And I take it like the, the group's got around you and nothing but support there? Yeah, mate. Great team, great support. Um, and, you know, obviously I'm going to always get things wrong, right? doesn't really matter, but the boys always have my back. So, perfect. Yeah, cool. So, yeah, you got a new coach, Nathan. Um, how's he been? Like, how did, how did that sort of come about? How did it get announced to the group? Um, obviously, he's played with South before but he's now the coach and he has an assistant coach. Tell us about that. Yeah, so Nathan is, is a great coach, to be fair. Um, and I'm not just saying that to make sure I get a game, but uh, <laughs> he, uh, he he's very good. Something a bit different. Obviously, we've had Rito for a while and, and he was very good. Sean was very good, but um, it's just that fresh set of eyes and changed some things up with the club. Um, the club, you know, put up a post last year saying who would be interested. Nathan threw his hat in the ring and, and that was it. And um, he actually approached, approached Skip and said, um, Ben Newman, he goes, I'll, I'll do it, mate, if you be my 
second and that was it. Okay, so what's training like with him? Give us a bit of an insight into what he's like at training. Yep, so Nathan leads by example, that's for sure. He does sometimes struggle with his words and, and he's the first to own that. Um, but the way that he explains things, the way that he leads, everything like that is just uh, next level. It's really, really good. The boys get behind it. Everything is just lead by example and, and Nathan is way behind it. Yeah, cool. Is he a tough nut? Very tough. Nathan yeah. is very tough. He's probably still the toughest in our team and he can coach. So. Um, I guess that's that country Victorian sort of side to him that he's got. Um, he's probably got the deepest voice out of anyone I know. So yeah, he does actually. You'll hear that uh, from the side, no doubt. But it's good. Boys respect him and, and whatever he says goes and there's, there's no questions asked. Yeah, good. Uh, so you've been vice-captain, is that right, before? Yep. So now you've stepped up to captain. So how do you think that is going to change things from being a vice to an actual captain or is there not much difference at all? To be fair, there's not much difference. Um, I personally, I will always try and lead on the field anyway. Um, doesn't matter if I'm vice or captain or if I'm the 18th man, it doesn't really matter. Um, to me personally, it is obviously the, the team environment, us winning, that's the most important thing. And I'm pretty vocal, so that's probably going to be the only difference. Yeah. Uh, what position are you playing in this year? Oh, we're not too sure yet. Yep. Um, probably swing forward and back. Okay. Uh, maybe. Don't come back, mate, because I play forward. So. <laughs> yeah. well, who knows? We might see each other there. So oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so the fixture was released on Friday. We're recording on Sunday here at Heritage Oval. Um, you just have Tigers' first game. Have you seen the fixture first of all, and do you like it? I've had a look at it. Yep. Uh, it is good, obviously, to shorten season and all that sort of stuff. But, um, you know, it's going to be good for the bodies, and I think it's going to bring, bring some um, high-level footy. Oh, um, absolutely. So, yeah, there are shorter quarters this year. I think they're 17-minute quarters or 18-minute quarters. So, like you say, it's going to be short, it's going to be fast, um, especially older blokes like yourself. We're going to love the short season. But um, what do you actually think of the... It's 10, 10 rounds, 8 games, you have two buys. Have you seen when your buys are? Does it suit the club? Um, yeah, we had a bit of a look in there. There's no problem there at all. No conflict issues at this stage with anyone, which is great. And to be fair, we're just ready to go. You know, we've had a good seven, eight-month pre-season, so we just can't wait now. Yeah, all right. That leads me into the next question. What's the numbers been like here at South? Because you are a very proud club, and you've always been up there about, like, top four, top three, and everyone knows it's a tough game against South, but the last couple seasons, like, the competition's noticed you fell off a little bit. So what's the numbers like, um, and, yeah, what's the sort of vibe around the club at the moment? Uh, the club is the greatest I've seen it in years at the moment. Um, just speaking specifically with the seniors team at the moment, uh, we've got quite a few new blokes. Uh, there's some very, very good players that have come in as well. Um, and then we've got all of our guys who have been, you know, a bit younger and developing that are, you know, starting to have really good pre-seasons and they're, they're going to get into the track on it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, I don't want to throw you under the bus, but if you want to give us some names, like any, any players that have impressed during pre-season? Uh, in terms of um, actual specifics, I'd say Jeffro has has gone leaps and bounds this year. That's scary. Yeah, it is, <laughs> it is scary for the club. Yep. But, uh, yeah, you, you guys will see what I mean. Um, Big fella's trimmed down a bit, which is good, um, and he's moving better than I've ever seen him. Nolsey, obviously the co-captain, he leads by example. Um, you'll hear him Saturday, he's so loud, and, and once again, we'll never ask you to do something he doesn't do, and, and he's very hard, very fit. Young fellas? Uh, we do have some young fellas, yeah. yeah. So we've got, um, you know, uh, young Gilly, who's developed pretty well. Um, he's obviously got his height on him. He's about 6'4 at the moment, so okay. it's, it's handy. Um, and then, yeah, we've got a few boys that uh, are new and we're hoping they can stick around as well. All right. Have you, because I know that you train up here on Monday, Wednesdays, mm -hmm. like we do down at Rockville. Um, what's it been like with the zones? 
Yeah, so the zones, uh, to be fair, we're with the 20 in each zone at the moment. It's been a bit of a task for us because we're above that 20 market training most of yep. the time. Um, so what we're sort of doing is we, we're usually splitting up into two groups. We'll, we'll have a smaller group go with uh, Ben Newman skip into a zone to sort of do a bit of touch work on skills, that sort of stuff. Okay. Um, and then we'll have a main group in the other zone to, to do the game plan side of things. Yeah, because not only do you have the senior men's here, you have women's and the umpires as well. Yeah. So it, ha it would be pretty hard because you'd be raring to go to use the whole field. Yeah. So I know down at Rockville, we don't have women's, we don't have umpires there. The juniors finish before us at six o'clock. So we're able to basically use the whole field, especially on Monday nights if the numbers are down a little bit. So we've been training the whole field. Mm. So does that feel a bit disadvantaged to you guys? Like, do you feel that? Have um, you talked about that? We, we obviously would prefer the field, but yep. at the end of the day, we, we got to do what we got to do at the moment and make the best of it. But our pre-season's been that long. We had plenty of time beforehand to do that sort of stuff. Um, you know, like I said, the umpires and, and the women's and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, occasionally the women's will, you know, do a half a session and that sort of stuff, or they're doing team meetings and all that oh, sort okay. of stuff, and it does open up the ground for us. Which is, yeah. yeah, it's good. Um, when I was on the cancel and I was here, I think it was February, maybe March, I was here working and I'd, there was South. Nathan was here, I think Nolsey was here, there's a few few of his, he's running up and down these stairs. So mm. that can only tell me that your fitness levels are going to be through the roof. Do you feel fit? Does the team, does it seem that way? Like you're uh, super is, fit? Yeah, yeah, quite yeah. far. This is, uh, this is definitely the fittest team I've seen at South for a long time. Um, Nathan and Skips drove that and like you said, the stairs. Uh, well, you know, we all sort of hate those stairs at the oh, moment, right. but um, they're going to come in handy, uh, especially with these shorter games and, and just high impact level footy. So, okay. Um, our coach, Daz, last week on the news when they were at Rockville interviewing us, he sort of expressed that um, having no contact could be a bit of a worry leading into the season. We're lucky enough we're going to get um, two two con contact training sessions before round one next Saturday. Is that sort of like, have you feeling the same way? You're worried about blokes getting injured and what's the sort of feeling like? Yeah, it's not so much blokes getting injured, but we we definitely did have that discussion. Um, we led into it slowly, so we also trained Saturdays. Okay. Um, so we did get a bit of touch on Saturdays. You get to get a chance to throw the body around a little bit, but we are just leading into it slowly. Yeah. Um, and that's sort of just all we can do at the moment. But um, I suppose we're all in the same boat, yeah. really, aren't we? I yeah, mean, we're, not, we're not really disadvantaged. Yeah. Everyone's doing the same thing. Look, my old man used to tell me that, you know, if you're getting niggly injuries from contact and this and that, you're not fit enough. So um, I suppose you've had from, you know, September last year to July to get fit enough to play contact sports. So, but yeah, um, as we touched on, you know, 10 rounds, eight games, so it's a super short season. What's your expectations from the 2020 season for south and for the rest of the competition um i think like i said before it's definitely going to be some very high level footy i yep. think everyone's you're going to be a bit like a you know bull at a gate sort of thing mm. uh raring to go everyone's had a big pre-season so that first round that first five minutes is <laughs> going to be full on brutal um but i think it's going to be some very high level footy to be fair um with the shorter season and, and the bodies recovering so yeah righto um before we go i'll ask you for a prediction we'll go South, you can't say South. Who wins the premiership this year? Who's looking? Who just gut feel? If I can't say South, yeah, um, don't know. <laughs> I don't know to be fair. <laughs> it's hard uh, to tell, isn't it? Really, but yeah, I don't know yeah. any of the teams. Obviously, nah. with, with a few of the teams folding, and you know, who knows what the list look like at the moment. Yep. Obviously, you know your your Coolaroo, your Gundy, your your Warwick. Those guys are always you mm. know good competitors. 
Um, but I have a low faith in our team this year. Uh, yep. so it's going to be good. And we'll throw Nathan under the bus one more time. Have you seen a bloke around the competition more excited and passionate about football? Because he loves it. He does love it. Nathan he loves footy, mate. He, he loves it. Um, and no, to be fair, I haven't. So yeah. that can be trainings, whatever it is. He comes early, does what he needs to do, yeah. stays late, uh, organised meetings. Um, mm. He's got a pool table on his balcony there. I've so seen he, it, uh, yep. He gets the you know the leaders or whoever he wants to come around and, and just have a chat. He just loves talking footy. So. Yeah, awesome, mate. Well, I wish you nothing but luck for the rest of the year. And when we come up against you, it'll be, you know, help the skelter. But, you know what, we'll probably bash each other and play good footy and all that. But uh, at the end of the day, I thank you for coming on the show. And we'll catch up with you throughout the year. Thanks, mate. Perfect. Thanks for having me, mate. Cheers. Next up, we'll have the Gunder Windy captain. You know, coming off the premiership in 2019, you can only imagine that them boys would be up and about out there at Gundy. You know, they, they play well at home. They, they do travel well as well. They've got a really good team, so I'm guessing that they're going to be uh, super excited and super confident leading into the 2020 season, but let's head out to Gundy now and talk to their captain. Righto, next up we have the Gundawindi Hawks, the Gundy captain for 2020 in Brent Towns, and most would know him as Axe. How's it going, Axe? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Doing well. That's good. First of all, I'd like to say happy birthday for today. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, um, in your 30s yet, or you're still under 30? No, 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 been there a while, actually. Uh, oh, a couple of years, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like 32, something around that. Oh, mate, something. you're you're young compared to me. I'm 37, just turned 37. So, yeah, yeah no, um, us old fellas will appreciate the short season, mate. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, no, it um, should, be, should be quite interesting how it all pan out. But, um, yeah, we're all ready to go. Yeah, cool. Um, we, you, were you captain last year? I can't remember. Yep. Yeah, you were. Last few. Yeah. yeah, nice. So was it just a given that you were captain again this year or was it voted on? How'd that come about? Uh, no idea, actually. I think it just, we just, with everything that happened, we sort of hadn't voted or anything and just sort of rolled back into it. But yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, congratulations on being captain. Sorry? You know, any, you know any blokes that want to be captain of the Hawks, mate? They, they're welcome to. <laughs> mate, it'd be an honour, you know what I mean? Reigning premiers, who wouldn't want to be captain of a premiership side? So, mate, um, who's the other leaders of the club this year, vice-captains? Um, I'd say Sam McNaughton would be back in there. Um, and we'll just see how we go, I think. We got... Oh, Good group of young fellas, sort of all like good leadership qualities and stuff like that. I'd, I'd, you know, putting a label on someone is just another thing, I think. But yeah, it's well, that's that, yeah, you're exactly right. Like I'd say, there'd be um, a lot of people around football clubs that aren't having a title as in captain or vice captain, but they're leaders of clubs anyway. So, yeah. and that's the main thing. You do want your leaders. Yeah. Um, so, O'Toole, Dave, how's he going this year? Like, um, how's he coming off his Achilles injury? Um, what's he like as a coach? Is he ready to go? What's going on? Yeah, he's yeah, he's uh, a special human, I think. I don't know. He just come off a bloody Achilles injury. Oh, hello. Hmm. We've got something else going here. I'm trying to sell stuff on Facebook here, mate. <laughs> yeah, right. no, he's good. He's... um. 
probably the fittest I've ever seen him. Actually, I think that time off uh, really helped him get back to where he needs to be. And um, yeah, I I couldn't. You wouldn't. You wouldn't know he's injured yeah. or been injured that previous like that recently. Um, yeah, it's always been just the bloke who he is, how he coaches, and all the things like that. It, um, yeah, it's just all round. Knows a lot about footy. Uh, been a lot of different clubs, at a lot of other uh, higher leagues. Yeah, um, sort of brought a lot to us. How to be better, fitter, uh, healthier, things like that. Yeah, I mean, you are a really strong club. Uh, you have been up there for a fair few seasons now. So I can only imagine getting that premiership last year was just reward for all the hard work that's gone over, say, even the last 20 years, really, because Gundy's always been up there. I know he's lost a few premi- um, like grand finals leading up to last year. So obviously last year was satisfying. Can you tell us a little bit for the listeners as well, um, the lead up to the grand final, winning the grand final and celebrations after it? Uh, the lead up, like um, last year, there was like uh, we'd always talked about it. Like it was, we'd been building this for a long time. Like sort of uh, last year's um, head coach Scott, he always described it as like we've been building this cake for a long time, and this will be the icing on the cake. Just what we're doing now. So it's it's been a long time coming. It's it, further from even when we were playing. Um, those last few grand finals that we just didn't get there. We kept on getting closer and closer and closer and eventually we got there. But um, yeah, it's been building a long time. There's a lot of blokes that had been around the club and been playing in all those uh, grand finals. And yeah, it was really good to just get there in the end. Um, Yeah, it was a a relief really. Uh, And then, how close we come and to getting beaten, um, it was just made it even better. Yeah. It was a cracking game, mate. Like, obviously, I was on the losing end of it. But, um, I mean, what a game. What a spectacle for the supporters. You had a good support base there. We had a good support base. Even just, like, other clubs were there. Um, oh, yeah. It has to go down as one of the best grand finals in the last decade, really, doesn't it? Yeah. I, I, I watch back on the tape. And um, I've watched it. Oh, I haven't watched it much. I've watched it before, but um, like, and I look back at it, and I think that was probably the worst first quarter that either club would probably have ever played in the whole whole season. And we just we munted that whole first quarter, and then sort of come back after that. But it was, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, funny old day, but. Anyway, as you say, you've you've watched back on it. I actually haven't. I do remember us kicking six points in the last quarter. Looking back on it, how easy were them shots? Like, how easily could have you just lost that grand final? We kicked six points. That greeny miss is an obvious one, but um, the other sort of five attempts, they were thereabouts. They should have probably been goals. So, he's only, you know, three meters away from losing the grand final, really. Well, yeah, it could have went either way, really. Like, I look back on it and see things that happen around the ground. Like, there was so many um, little penalties given away that we'd given away, silly, like, silly little penalties. And 
given those away. If we didn't do that, what might have happened? And yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> we kicked it out on the full twice in a row. Yeah. And I was up in the forwards and I was just going off my head at what is going on down there and what's, oh. what's happening. And, like, if you don't include that, how do we go in the end? And all that sort of stuff's been around your head. But, you, you know, yeah. you think about those things. You can't change it now. But um, So, have you had a chance to have a look at the new fixture for this year? Um, obviously, you got Coolaroo round one at Rockville, grand final replay. Um, do you like the fixture that you got? Yeah, I've run my eye over it. Um, like, over the last few years, we've sort of had this mantra about, like, because we've got to travel all the time and do all this and that, like, about playing anyone, be ready to play anyone, anywhere, anytime. It doesn't matter what, where we play them. It doesn't matter who it is. We'll go and play them. And that's how I like to think of it anyway. Does it? Yeah, it's just, a, just, it's just a game to play. Um, it looks good. I'd... All, all I've ever liked about the recent uh, draw and things like that is it, it's been uh, like home away has been even. Um, like, so we're not sort of travelling more or a home more or things like that. I just, I like how it's all even, even if it's um, away one week, home the next is always good. Yep. I, don't, I couldn't care less where we go. Yeah, that's I'll, true. I'm liking road trips, actually. So. Yeah, well, we've got you guys in the first round and the last round, so we get the Gundy trip in, so the boys will be excited for that. Um, yeah. Yep. yeah um, so it is a short season. What do you expect from the season? I mean, there's two buys within 10 weeks, so um, how are the boys? What's the club's feel about that? Um, have you had a look at when your buys are? Does it suit the club? Does the travel suit the club? I mean... You sort of just answered that, but what's the feel around the club with this, you know, the short season and how he's going to go about it? Like the older fellas, I think will benefit from this year. Yeah, like personally myself, I've never felt this good at this time of year <laughs> for the last ten years. I don't think so. Mm. Like people are starting fresh towards the mid to end of the season is is a lot different. Um, we'll see how the skills go, but like. They'll always come back, but um, yeah, I I think it'll be great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, um, throw a few people under the bus here, Axe. C- give us a couple of older players that are impressing and not O'Toole, and give us a couple of young fellas that are really impressed at training in the preseason. Uh, older fellas. Uh, we had Darren Martin at training on Thursday night. <laughs> <laughs> He's pushing it. Yep. But he's looking fit. I yep. don't. He won't play. I don't think. Or he might. Who knows? Yeah. But um, uh, Jardine's hungry. Okay. He gets a little bit. He works nights, so um, he can't get to training as often as he'd like or as everyone else would like. But yep. yeah, he's moving well as he does. Um, we got a few uh, with Jez and um. Jordan Ryan, Dossa, they're living away now, but they're looking as good as ever. Okay. Blokes. So Jez is playing? Yep. Yep. He's on. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What does that mean? If he's bloody going to play forever or? Yeah. Obviously, for the people that don't know, Jezza lives pretty far away, doesn't he? Where does he live? 
he's up at the sunny coast now. Yeah, that's right. Yep, yep. So that's it's like uh, over the last few years, it's nothing new that most of our, oh well, a great deal of our team doesn't actually live here anymore. Yeah. So it's like it's surprisingly how well we do without those blokes at training. Generally, we've got oh, there's probably over half a dozen that don't live here that are a crucial part of the team and we seem to work around that they keep themselves fit uh, I think Jez trains at another club a couple other blokes train with other clubs and stuff like that just to keep themselves yeah it's always handy going yeah. but um yeah it's nothing new that blokes don't live here and play for us for some reason but that's yeah. how it all now, I will, I will um, put you on the spot here a little bit. There's been a few rumours getting around the competition that Gundy's picked up an absolute weapon. Can you confirm that or not? I've been here for years, mate. What are you, what are you on about? <laughs> no, we're, we're, hearing, we're hearing here in Toowoomba that um, uh, Gundy has picked up a, um, a player from the NEFL. Can you confirm that or not? Um, yeah, I'm... Oh, he's a friend of a friend. Went to high school with actually Jordan, so yeah. um, I think he's. I, don't, I I really don't know. I haven't talked to him personally. I do know him. Um, yep. I'm just mean like it's good for the competition. It's it's absolutely brilliant. You can get quality players like that. Yes, you know we would love him. Any other club would love him, but it doesn't matter where he goes. It's just absolutely brilliant to hear that high quality footballer would be playing in our competition this year. Yeah, like um, we've had a number of guys that have been friends of the club and have friends in the club that have come and played that have played in better leagues and better comps and things like that it's it's um it's just that oh, i don't know it's sort of like just a broad like know who you know type of thing that um yeah people come out of the woodwork so it's just one of those things he wants to have a run and that that's good yeah we'll, well um, like obviously running the um, the Facebook show here and whatnot, I talk to a lot of different people from different clubs, and obviously the rumours are just circulating. And I've been getting messages all throughout the week. And Rob, do you know anything about this? Or have you heard about this? Or oh, potentially Highfields were going to be back in with uni players, and the rumours were just through the roof. No, oh, yeah, it would be. It'd be even worse. Oh, I mean, look, a bit, it didn't eventuate. Highfields are out, Chinchilla are out, Uni are out. And for me, it's sad to see all them clubs go, but Uni are a strong club. So it's kind of good that we don't have to play them because they're always a tough game. But you must be pretty sort of 50-50 disappointed that certain clubs aren't playing this year because they're out of the comp and it's not a really good thing. Oh, yeah, like... You, uh, you're sort of divided on it. Because you understand where they're coming from, and yeah. like we've we've I've played in those eras that we've struggled for numbers, having to drag like fine blokes at the pub on a Friday night to come <laughs> play on a Saturday and stuff like that. It's like I know where people coming from about not feeling aside and things like that. But yeah, it's it's one of those things that uh, makes it very hard. I'm yeah, I'm disappointed because I prefer. The more teams, the better, I think. Just yeah. the variety of people to play with and different blokes and stuff like that is it's all good to me. Um, I like going for a run out to Chinchilla. Yeah, that's a long drive. <laughs> like it's it's um like it's a good two and a bit hours from Gundy, and then on the way home it's probably 
five. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do like that. That's one good thing about our competition. We get the bus trips in and all carpooling and a few beers after. But I know the coaches don't really like it that much. They prefer us concentrating on the game, getting out there, and then worry about the bus trips after it. But everyone's talking about the bloody bus trip on the way out there. So, yeah, yeah. the coaches have their way. We wouldn't have buses, but you'll never take that away from us. So, buggy is. Um, well, you've got to have that balance, though. Like, yeah. why would you play country footy if you can't have fun? No, just... no, no. no. They, they do understand. They just want to, you know, our mind on the job before we get out there. So, especially like when we come out to Gundy, it's, it's a huge, huge, um, you know, hard, you know, trip out to Gundy. I don't think you guys have lost out there for two years, mate. You know that. So it's a fortress oh. out there. Yeah, you'd have to ask Jez on that one. I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, no, you haven't. Any stats, so yeah. I, I wouldn't have a clue. But I'd say it'd say be something like that. But yeah. that's how I, I, what you said about being a fortress, I like to get around before the game and let blokes know that that's what it is out here. And that's how we like to have it. Yeah. So do you think that the top two this year who finished first and second have a week off first week of the finals? Is that an advantage or disadvantage? Because you're not playing the first week of finals. Um, I think with the shortened season, that the higher you finish, the better being. Yeah, I, I would think that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm divided on it, Axe. I'm not sure, like... If we finish third or fourth and we've got to play the first week of the finals, because it's only a short final series as well, I think that you can build momentum from the first week, second week, and then into a grand final. You mm. coming on. So if you have a week off first week and then you're playing second week, I know Gundy are a really strong club. You will probably do anything. Maybe another club might see it a different way, but you know, you're going to come up against uh, a team that's just played the week before. They're in game mode. They've got momentum. Um, Sometimes you have that week off, you can be found flat-footed a little bit. So time will tell, but, yeah, we'll just see what happens. Uh, yeah, well, that's, that's right. Like, uh, it all comes down to where you finish and what happens that you can then manage it from there and work your strategy from then on. And then, yeah, it's much of a coaching thing then to get the team right yep. on game day. How does it work out at Gundy in September with yous having a cricket ground there? Will yous be allowed to host finals deep into September? Yeah, mate. We'll host a lot if you want. <laughs> you know, there's talk that Rockville won't have the grand final just due because it's the first weekend of October and usually cricket takes over in October. So we're not sure where the grand final is at the moment. Uh, oh, there's, on that one. there's about three or four cricket grounds here at Gundy, mate. We'll, we'll sort it out if you want to. <laughs> If yeah. they want to have it out of Gundy, we'll have it out of Gundy for sure. Yeah. Uh, before I let you go, mate, um, <laughs> um, major sponsors out at Gundy this year. Give them a plug. Yep. We've got the Gunsend Bakery. It'll be – oh, we've got a few blokes. They've been a big supporter of the club for forever. Yep. Um, they're bashing the gang down there. They they do it all. We've got a couple of blokes at work there as well. Um and the Royal right. Hotel, they've been a big sponsor of ours. Yep. Uh, the, the pub, that's probably where you'll find us after games and various nights probably through the week as well. Yeah, cool. That's Is um, For the travelling sort of mob that are heading out there from Toowoomba or Dolby or King Arroy, 
Is um is the bar open at Gundy this year at the ground? Just with all the restrictions and whatnot, like are you allowed to open? What's happening there? Because everyone enjoys a beer after the game out there. Yeah, mate. Uh, she's all good to go. I think you just got to stand away from people, but yeah, I don't know. Going to be figuring that out, but I we'll get some sticks or something. Yeah, Put cool. Some cool around people. And, no, um, you know, we'll fill her up. Nice. All the same. Same atmosphere, same hospitality as always. Uh, yeah, can't wait. Cool. Uh, and last thing, Axe, have they fixed the fence out there from when you put me through it? Hey, I fix. <laughs> I'll never <laughs> do that again, sorry, mate, because I had to fix it and it was a pain in the ass. I can imagine. I'll, I will put that picture up on Facebook for people who haven't seen it, but uh, Axe... Just gave me a slight um, nudge on the boundary line there and I went straight through the plastic fence there. And, um, yeah, I got a photo with the bloody scar across my arm. You know, this is hard football, mate. So, well done. Um, thanks for coming on the show. Maybe back if you want next time. Next time we play there, you can put me into it if you want to. I don't mind. No, because I can't be bothered fixing fences, mate. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll fix it. Too. I'll get someone on yeah, no, we'll see what happens. We'll see how much we're losing by and how much we'll crack the shits. But um, <laughs> thanks for coming on the show, Axe. I really appreciate it. No worries, mate. Take it easy. See you next Saturday. Roger. Well, that's it for tonight, guys. Uh, make sure you tune in on Thursday at uh, 8 o'clock. Uh, we will be talking to the Coolaroo captain, the Warwick captain, and the Tigers captain. So that's going to be another good episode. Until then, four sleeps to footy's back and can't wait. And I'm Rob and this is Footy on the Downs.